This is the Daf Yomi Masechta review Masechta Yevamas take number three. For subscription information, write us at Daf Yomi Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York 10952, or call 1 888 Daf Yomi. This tape is dedicated in memory of Rabbi Yaakov ben Avram Osher Makovsky, Zechron Ovrocha. Our Magad Shir is Rabbi Yossi Heber. This tape is in Masechta Yevamas, and we're beginning from the Mishnah on Daf Lamed Amar Aleph. The Mishnah says that if you had three brothers, two of those three brothers married two sisters, and brother number three married a stranger, so then if one brother dies, so the one who married the stranger made Yibam, and then the second brother dies. So although there's no Achais Ishtai now, but since there was once a period of Achais Ishtai, the last brother cannot marry her. And the Gemara says, any woman that if at one point she was ineligible to be called upon for Yibam, because she was an Arba, she is now puzzle for Yibam or Chalitza to the Yabam even if she isn't an Erba right now, since the sister died. But since at one point she was an Erba, then since at that point she was an Erba, she's not allowed to marry now either. The Gemara says there is a shaykhus that one woman can have zika to two men. And according to Beishamai, Maimer creates a king in Gomer Midaraisa, but according to the Beis Hillel, it's only a king in Midarabar. The next mission. All Arayas, which we talked about on Daf Bezom and Aleph, if one of them was married to the mace at the time of death, the tsaras have no din of yibam. If the original kedushin was a suffolk, or there was a get suffolk, midaraisa, the tsaras can have yibam, or chalitza. But midarabanan, we say they only do chalitza since it's a suffolk. The Mishnah then says, suffolk get, what is that exactly? That's if, for example, it doesn't have a date on it, or if there's only one signature. Suffolk kedushin is if he threw her a shtar kedushin, and it's now suffolk karav loy, suffolk karav la. And the Gemara says, we say that a woman has a cheskas heter, the shuk. If a house falls on top of a man and his niece, who is, of course, his brother's erva, so we have a question at this point, who died first? We don't know if the man died or his niece died. So we say, In a case of suffolk karav la, suffolk karav by a get, if the husband is a kayan, he cannot remarry her since he cannot marry a grusha or a suffolk grusha. The Gemara says, even in a case, Midaraisa, we sometimes use a chazaka against the word of two Adam, as we learned from Barshatya, who sometimes lost his mind. So when he supposedly sold land, it was given back to him because of the chazaka that he's a shaita. So the sale wasn't chal at all, even with the Adam who said that it was. Because he was a shaita, it's very possible that the Kenyan did not actually happen. The Gemara says that a shtar kedushin does not need a date, even Midarabana. Two reasons why that's so. Number one, by get, the date protects her nichse malug, but by Kedushin this doesn't apply, since an Arusa owns no Paris. And reason number two is because a get, we need a date, Mishum Basachaisek, but this doesn't apply to Kedushin. The Gemara then gives a third Teretz, which is the main Teretz. Since Kedushin has other means, we know Kedushin can be done also with Kesef or Bia, we don't need a date by Shtar either. Once you don't need a date by Kesef or Bia, which obviously you can't do, you don't need a date by Shtar. Mashenki by Get, since the only way to do a Get is with a Shtar. So the Shtar could be used unfairly. Therefore, we put a date on it. And finally, the Gemara says, women do not play around or alter their gittin, since their only source, their only proof of divorce. Therefore, they keep it very, very carefully and don't want to make any changes on it, because otherwise they'll have no proof anymore if it was tampered with. The Mishnah. The Chiyav of Yibum only applies if there is Zika to one man, not if Zika exists for a woman to two men. That's Lamed Beis. Once a person gives Mimer, 
he can't make Yibam, since Kivan Shalaybana, Shuv Layivna. Once he didn't take the opportunity to do it originally, then he can't be Yivna, he can't do Yibam anymore later on. The Mishnah. Two brothers married two sisters, and one brother dies, so the wife falls to the one surviving brother, so now it's Ervas Achaisishta. Then this sister dies, so it should be Mutter since Erva is gone. No, the Mishnah says this is not true. Since she was Usr for Shah Achas, she remains Usr forever. The Gemara. Once one Isr Erva exists, a second Isr cannot be Chal on top of it, since we say, Ein Isr Chal al Isr. And according to the Tanakhama, we give him the Misa Chamura. According to Abyasi, we give him the Misa on the Erva, which was Chal first. The Nafgamina, if a person has one Misa or two Misas that he's technically destined for, is which part of the cemetery we bury him in. If a person is mechuyiv on a larger Mises Bezdin versus a smaller one, then we bury him separately from other people in the cemetery. And finally, the Gemara says Azar. Azar is a person who is not a Kayin, who did Avaida on Shabbos, so he now has two Mises, one Misa for doing Avaida, for being Azar and doing Avaida, and one Misa for doing Avaida, work on Shabbos. Rebchia says he's Chayev, two Mises. The Bar Kapara says he's only Chayev for the Isar of Zar. As we mentioned, normally we say that by two isurim, if a person does two different isurim, we say he's only mechuyev for one of them because we say ain't isur chal al isur. But in certain cases, we make exceptions to this rule. According to Rabbiya, the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi is when a second isur is an isur kailo, then it is chal on the first isur. But according to Bar Kapara, if the second isur is an isur kailo, but not an isur ma'isif, it is not chal on the second isur, i.e., in addition to the first isur. It's interesting that when I was learning this daf, I was on a business trip while sitting on a TWA flight to Denver, and I was having a very hard time understanding the concept of Isr Meisif, Isr Kail. But uh, coincidentally, fortunately, there were two front people who were sitting right next to me, one on my right and one on my left, and they were able to help explain this pshat, what the difference is between these two. The basic difference between Isr Kail and Isr Meisif is as follows. We know that the general rule, as we've mentioned, is Ein Isr Chalal Isr, once you're for one Isr, you can't be mechuyev for an additional iser on top of the first one. However, al Peter Abanan, there are certain instances where you would say that you would be mechuyev for both. One of these times is when you have an iser ma'isif. A good example of this is by almana l'kayin gadol. A kayin gadol, we know, is not allowed to marry an almana. If he does, he's over an iser. But let's say she's also a grusha also. Now, not only is she an almana, but she's a grusha too. So now we have two isurim. Number one, the Isra of Almana Lakayan Gadol. And number two, the Isra of Grusha Lakayan Gadol. Since the Grusha is an Isra that is Maisif extra people versus the Isra Almana, we know that an Almana is only Asr Lakayan Gadol. But a Grusha is Asr to all Kayanan. So since it is Maisif additional people, Mem, if you want a way to remember, Maisif, Maisif is mention, additional mention, additional people, then it gets added on to the first Isra of Almana Lakayan Gadol. So this Kayan Gadol is over on two Isurim. One, the Isra of marrying an Almana to the Isser of marrying a Grusha. An Isser Kailo is an additional time when we do not invoke the rule of Ein Isser Chalal Isser, and one can be Mechuyah for Turi Surim. A good example of this is when one eats Nevela on Yom Kippur. If one eats Nevela Stam, then he's over on an Isser for that. But if he eats Nevela on Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur has with it a broad Isser that includes not being able to eat any food. Not a person can't eat Nevela, he can't eat potatoes, or he can't drink Coca-Cola. So since a person cannot eat any food on Yom Kippur, it's kailal everything, including all of these things. Hence, since the new Isser is kailal many different things, it gets added to the first Isser, and he would be mechuyah for both Nevela and Achila on Yom Kippur.
That's what we have these two exceptions. There are a number of other exceptions, but these are the two famous exceptions discussed here in the Gemara. And the Gemara says, if two Yisurim occur exactly bevasachas at the same time, according to Rabchia, he's chayef for both. According to Bar Kapara, he's only chayef for the Yisur Chamer, not the Yisur Kal. If the Yisurim are zeachar zeh, according to Rabbi Yaisi, you may be you may be chayef for both, but according to Rabbi Shimon, you're only chayef for one Yisur. According to Rabbi Yaisi, the reason the Torah singles out Havara, we know that all the malachas that are mentioned in the Torah are not specifically mentioned by name. However, Havara specifically is mentioned. Why is Havara special? So he holds because Havara is lalav yatzis. All of the other malachas have a chi of misa, while Havara just has a lav. That's the specialty about Havara. That's why it mentions it specifically. So a czar that did avoda on Shabbos should really be putter from, from a lav or from a chattis because it was done b'shayi. The Gemara says that the blood in the base hamikdash is muktza. This is referring to the case specifically of czar shashimesh b'shabbos. And the Shah Hamelech asks. Why should it be muktzah to a czar? We know that the dam is mutter for kahanim to touch on Shabbos, since they need it for the avaydah. If so, we know the rule of muktzah is that once it's mutter lataltal for one person, then it's mutter lataltal for everyone. As we see in the Gemara Sukkah, Dafmen Beis, a woman is allowed to be metaltal a lulav on yantav, even though she has no chi of lulav, and it should really be also because what is she in the lulav for? But since tilt of lulav is mutter for men on yantav, it becomes mutter for women also on yantav, even though they really have no use for it, since it's a mitzvah seishaz man grom, and a woman is not mechuyev in lulav. The Mishnah. Two men married two women. There was now Erisin. Now you have an isra of eishas ish, one to the other. And when they now went to do, the, to do chuppah, to do nesuin, they exchanged women. One married the, the other one's person that they had done Erisin to. So we say that they're over on four isurim. Number one, eishas ish. Number two, eishas ach, if they were sisters that were married. Number three, isha alachaysa. And number four, nida, if they were nidas. So once the bia asura happened, if one has a child, the child becomes a mamzer. So now what do we have to do? We have to wait three months, normally speaking, if this, if this particular thing happened, to confirm if they get pregnant. This is called havchana. We wait and see if they become pregnant or not, so we'll be able to know where the bia came from, if it was from the first person or from the second person who they married later on. If the women were kahanas and this situation happened, then they're apostle litruma. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah who says Isr Maisif and Isr Kailal can be Chal on a second Isr? There it is. Gemara says, Rameir from his famous case of Tomei Sha'achal Chalav, Vuhu Naisar Bihemakipurim. But if it was Shabbos and he carried it, he's Chayav for Haitzah Bishabbos also. The Gemara says, according to Rabbi Yeshua, if a person set out to do a mitzvah, like here he set out to do Kedushin, and he accidentally did an Avera, so according to Rabbi Yeshua, he's potter, but according to Rabbi Lezer, he's chayev, since we say tov bidvar mitzvah. As we learned by the mistaken baby who had a mila on Shabbos when he wasn't supposed to. We learned this is the Gemara in Shabbos, tafkuf lamed zayin. So here, Rameir holds like Rabbi Lezer. Our Mishnah, the Gemara says, re regarding waiting three months, cannot be talking about the first bia, since a woman cannot become pregnant from the first bia she experiences. The Gemara says that although women become Tameh when a woman has Bia, he becomes Tameh because of Keri and she becomes Tameh because of the Bia, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Akala does not become Tameh from her first Bia. According to the Chachamim, she does. If a woman is married and then loses her husband, if she doesn't remarry within 10 years, it's hard then to have children. And finally, the Gemara says, according to Shmuel, all Jewish women must wait three months before remarrying except for a Gieris, and a katana mishukhreras. 
Znus is not something which is common amongst katana, something which is leishchiach. According to Rabbi Yaisi, a woman who is a mezana uses a maich in order to prevent herself from becoming pregnant. Finally, the Gemara says, normally, if a woman is mezana b'mezid, she becomes usher to her husband. If it's b'shaygig, she remains mutter to her husband. Masha'enkein, regarding kahuna, bein b'shaygig, bein b'mezid, if there's nus, she's nifsla min kahuna, i.e., if her husband dies, she cannot marry a kain. This marks the end of the third parak. Now let us begin the fourth parak, parak ha-chelitz Background. Normally, we wait three months to do chalitza or yibum to see if, in fact, the woman becomes pregnant. Since, if she has a child, then there's no mitzvah of yibum at all, because we know that the mitzvah of yibum only applies if she did not have a child, and the Mishnah says. Let's say the person did not wait three months, but he did chalitza immediately, and then she gave birth to a child, and the child lived. So it's like the chalitza was not valid. In fact, the chalitza wasn't needed at all, because she had a child. So we can marry her relatives, and vice versa, she is mutter to a kain. Normally we know that a kain cannot marry a grusha and a chalutza, but here, since the chalutza was never needed, then that's mutter. But if the child dies, the child is a nafel, it's like the brother did not leave a child, and the chalitza is chal. So now he becomes usher to marry her relatives, and vice versa, and she is pasal kahuna, because this whole thing was chal, because it was necessary. What if he did yibam before the three months? So if she has a child, he must send her away, since she's an erva. When no yibam is required. And the Gemara says, if he gave chalitza, and there was a child, and the child dies, so does he have to give a new second chalitza or not? According to Rabbi Yechanan, the answer is no, but according to Rabbi Shlakish, he does. This famous rule that we've had a number of times before. The Gemara says a child does not patter a zika until it is actually born. The Gemara brings a raya to the shita of, of uh, Reish Lakish, that if someone gave chalitza to a pregnant woman, and then she miscarried, in order for her to be mutaris l'shuk, she now needs a new chalitza, since we say, chalitza m'uberes loishma chalitza. Rava says, we paskin like Reish Lakish here. Although the general rule is that we paskin like Rabbi Yechanan, when there's a machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish, but in three places, we paskin like Reish Lakish, and not like Rabbi Yechanan. Number one here, the case of chalitza m'uberes, Number two, the Gemara in Baba Basra about a father who divides up Yerusha not in the normal way, the Torah, the way the Torah lays it out, so we say L'Hachmer. And number three, HaKaisev kol nechasev livnai l'achar The Gemara says the Rabbanan sometimes gave bigger knasim for being over Yisurim der Rabbanan versus Yisurim der Raisa to keep people from treating them lightly. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, if a child lived more than 30 days, then he's considered a valid child and he's not a nafil. If it dies before 30 days, it's a Suffolk nafil or a Vlad Kayama. If she now got married to someone else, so that was now Yibu, it's an issue, since the child is a Suffolk nafil. If a man she married was Yisrael, so she takes Chalitza. If he's a Kayan, we don't make Chalitza. Otherwise, she's stuck, because a Kayan cannot marry a Chalitza, so they'll never be able to remarry. Daflamid Zion. Hafchana requires one to wait three months before remarrying. What if a man married her within three months? And he then ran away. So since he ran away, it's like he gave her a get, and we do not force him to give her another get. The Gemara says w- most women give birth after nine months, but some have children after seven months. But virtually all who have a child after nine months, her pregnancy is recognizable after three months. According to Rebelozer, a Vade Mamzer is allowed to marry a Mamzeris, but a Suffolk Mamzer cannot marry a Mamzeris since he may be Kasha, and he can't marry a Kshera since he may be a Mamzer. 
and a shtuki, a sufi, and kusi are considered safek mamzerim. But according to Hillel, a safek mamzer can marry another mamzeras. Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov holds the halacha is like Hillel, and we paskin like Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov, since he is only found in a few places, but in the places that he did talk, he was kav venaki. That's why we generally paskin like him. The Gemara says one should not engage in marital relations that could cause children to be born who don't know who their siblings are, because then these brothers will marry sisters, and umalaya ha'aretz zima. Things will be bad because nobody's going to know who's who, and nobody's going to know who's brothers or sisters. Rebbe ben Yaakov said that a person is not allowed to marry a woman with a specific intention of divorcing her, since she'll falsely have a feeling of financial security. If we had a person who did yibam, and a person who is the Suffolk son of the yavam, so the Yerusha of the Mace is considered a Suffolk. So these Nechassim are split in half. And finally, Gemara says if a person went away and couldn't remember which field belongs to him, Admain holds he gets some land, but the Chachamim say he gets nothing. Since we say, The Mishnah. Her husband died and she's waiting for the brother to do Yibam. That's what a Shemeres Yavam is. Both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel say she can sell her Nechassim since she owns them right now. And the Gemara says, Ula says Zika creates a situation of a Suffolk relationship or a Suffolk Erison. That's why the Shemeres Yavam has the right to sell her Nechsei Malug in the Resha of the Mishnah. The Gemara says if there is a Nechassim claim that is Vade, and one which is Suffolk, the Vade gets it, because we say, ain't Suffolk mitzi midei Vade. And finally, the Gemara says that a star of Ksuva, which a person has, is as strong as actually collecting the money, since we say, shtar ha'aymed ligvais kigavoi dami. The reason we give a Ksuva to a woman is to prevent a husband from divorcing his wife at a whim. The Mishnah. The mitzvah of Yibam is first for the oldest brother to do the mitzvah. If the oldest brother does not want to do the mitzvah, then we go to brother number two to do the mitzvah. And if he doesn't want, we go to brother number three, and so on and so forth. If no one wants to do the mitzvah of Yibam, we go back to brother number one to do chalitza. If the oldest is not available, for example, he's overseas, then we don't wait, but we have a younger brother do the mitzvah of chalitza, since we cannot delay doing a mitzvah. Mitzvah loy mashina. In the pamphlet Al-Hadaf, it is brought down that in a case where there are several Yivamim, as we have here, the Mishnah says that the primary obligation, the mitzvah min amufchar of Yivam and Chalitza, is incumbent upon the oldest brother. However, if the oldest brother is not available, as we said, the Yivam or Chalitza should not be delayed until the older brother returns. Rather, the obligation is placed upon the younger brother. The Gemara comes to explain that this halacha is based on the principle of kol shahavi mitzvah leimashina, meaning that the one should not postpone a mitzvah, which is chaviva mitzvah b'shaita, beloved as a mitzvah performed in its proper time. The Magen Avram points out that although waiting for the older brother would facilitate the performance of the mitzvah in a preferred manner, nevertheless the halacha is not to lay the mitzvah. He deduces from this that as a general rule, the principle of not postponing a mitzvah, chaviva mitzvah b'shaita, overrides the importance of doing a mitzvah in a superior manner, overrides the importance of doing a mitzvah in a mufchar. The Vilna Gain rules that the mitzvah of Kiddush Lavana should be performed at the earliest possible time, i.e. three days after the milad, and should not be postponed to the more preferred time i.e. Motsoi Shabbos, when we would say mitzvah min because we're saying it while we're adorned in the clothing from Shabbos, or later than seven days after the Mailah, when the moon is larger and nicer and looks more well-lit, and is considered mitzvah min His reasoning is that we say chaviva mitzvah b'shaita, that takes precedence over mitzvah min as it's indicated in our Gemara. However, the Trumas Hadesha, he disagrees. 
he explains that the only reason why the mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza is not delayed in order to fulfill the mitzvah in a mavchar with the return of the elder brother is because delaying would entail a possibility of, of foregoing the mitzvah altogether. I.e., the wait is for an indefinite period of time, and something may occur in the interim, and then they won't be able to do the mitzvah. Thus, he says, as a general rule, a mitzvah may be postponed for the purpose of mitzvah min as long as there is no danger of foregoing the entire mitzvah. Hence, he is of the opinion that the Kiddush Levana should be postponed until Motzoi Shabbos, as long as it is before the tenth of the month. Later than that, however, it should not be delayed, because there is a risk of mitzing, missing the entire mitzvah, since Kiddush Levana can only be performed until the fifteenth of the month. And there can be several cloudy days in a row when the moon is invisible. Therefore, before the tenth, we wait till Motzoi Shabbos. After the tenth, however, we do it immediately. The Shulchan Aruch in the Ramah, Simon Tov Chaf Vav, does not limit the postponement from Motzoi Shabbos only until the tenth day thus implying that Kiddush Lavana should always be postponed until the preferred time of Motzai Shabbos. This indicates that he is of the opinion that Mitzvah Minah Mufchar has precedence over Chaviva Mitzvah Veshaita, which seems contrary to the principle deduced in our Gemara. And this is, of course, we always do it on Motzai Shabbos, if at all possible. The Gemara says that in earlier generations it was better to do Yibam and not to do Chalitza, since people had the proper Kavana then. But today we say, Mitzvah Chalitza Kaidemus, since if one doesn't have the proper Kavana, he could sort of be over the erva of Eshesach. The Gemara says that the mitzvah of Chalitza is done via the woman spitting onto the ground in front of the man so Bezdin can see it. If a person makes yibam not for the mitzvah, but because the woman is beautiful or she's rich, according to Abishal, it's pegea erva and it's karev lamamzer. But according to the Chachamim, even not lishma, it's okay, because you don't need yibam lishma. Dafmem. If a person is already full of food and he stuffs himself even more on Yom Kippur, it's an achila gasa, he's putter, from eating on Yom Kippur, since eating Achille Gasa is not considered eating. The next mission. The order of Yerusha is, number one, a son gets it first. So when the father is Nifter, the first person who Yarshans is the son. If there is no son, then the father Yarshans, the father of the person who is Nifter. And the third person in order who gets it in the, the order would be brothers. But if one makes Yiba, then he has Kadima for the Yerusha before the father. If he makes Chalitza, though, he becomes like a regular brother, and the father has the first suchus to the Yerusha. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, no matter what the father does, no matter what happens here, the father always has kadima, even with someone, even ahead of someone who did Yiva. The Gemara says, generally speaking, a father is an heir to inheriting Yerusha from a son before the brothers are. The next Mishnah. Someone who makes chalitza, we consider it midrabanan, sort of like a wife. So he's usher in her relatives, and she's usher in his relatives. But a man may marry the relatives of the tzara of the chalitza, the Gemara. We are geyser on Shniyas by chalitza, just as distant relatives which are only Asr Midar Abana are Asr in relation to an Erva Midar so too when a person does chalitza, he's also Asr to be involved with this Isure Dir i.e. Shniyas. Shmuel says that if a person has relations with a tzara's chalitza, the child is a mamzer. Reish Lakis says once one brother gives chalitza to the Yavam, all tsaras and relatives of that woman are mutter to all brothers. Since he was a shliach to remove the iser of Eishas Ach, he was a shliach for everyone. Therefore, she becomes mutter. Tafmemalaf, the Mishnah. It is also to do chalitza to achais chalutzasai, midrabana, i.e., once he does chalitza to one woman, he can't do yibam to any other sister, but only he can do chalitza. Mashain kain achais grushasai, which is asr minatayra, he doesn't do yibam or chalitza. And the Gemara says, if a man goes back and remarried his divorcee, we know that this is mutter up until the point that she marries someone else. However, once she marries someone else, he cannot remarry her. But if she didn't marry someone else, then he could remarry her. So he did that here. 
So he was Machsir Grushase, as this is called, and then he died, and she falls to Yibam to his brother. According to the Chachamim, he can make Yibam, but according to Rebbe Yezer, he does not make Yibam. Since we say, Nasra Eilamis, Kivan Sha Nasra Shaachas, Nasra Eilamis. When they were divorced, she was Eishas Achiv, so it was Asr to make Yibam, now it remains Asr to do Yibam. The Mishnah. All women must wait three months from the time of death of their husband, or divorce of a husband, before they remarry. Since we don't want to mix up who the father of the child is, i.e., if he was born seven months later, we don't know if he's the seventh month child of the second husband, or the ninth month child of the first husband. According to Rabbi Yehuda, this Chumrah only applies where there was Nesuin, not Erisin, since by Erisin there's no possibility of mixing it up, since there was no Bia by Erisin. Therefore, we don't have this question about which where the child came from, from the first one or from the second one, because there was no Bia from the first one in the first place. And the Gemara says, we say the famous cloud called The Gemara says, even a Katana who couldn't possibly become pregnant, if she loses her husband, she still must wait three months before remarrying, since this Takanas Chachamim applies in all cases, that she can't make Yibam or Chalitza either, in that particular situation. The first three months after the death of a husband, a woman is still supported from the estate of her husband. After that, she is not. If a man writes a get to a woman, it's a machlekes from when we begin counting the three months that she has to wait before remarrying. Rav says we wait three months from the Shas Nesina, from the time that it was given. And Shmuel says we, made th- we wait three months from the Shas Ksiva, from the three months from the time that the get was written. The Gemara says that the three-month wait rule applies to everyone, even a ger, because we're afraid of Arias, and we want to also protect the child. So the Gemara asks, so why don't we simply check the woman to see if she's pregnant or not? We can see if she's pregnant or not. The Gemara answers, we're not baidik a woman who is married, since we say, if we do that, shema tiskana al She could become mias to her husband once you go and check her. The Gemara says they were geyser alay plug, that all women must wait three months before remarrying. So it doesn't matter what the situation was, we always wait three months. And finally, the Gemara says, at first, we have a machlaikis, then we have a Stam Mishnah. We paskin like the Stam Mishnah. But if we have a Stam Mishnah, then a Machlaikis, we don't paskin like the Stam Mishnah. Although there must be a three-month gap between marriages, many hold that Erisin can be done before the three months end. The week before Tisha B'Av, the Gemara says, there is an Isser to wash clothes and to cut hair, but Erisin may be mutter. Of course, Nesuin is Osir. Rebchia learned that an Arusa is not Mechuyiv in Avelis if her husband dies. Consequently, if she dies, a husband who is a Kayan cannot become Tame for her. The Gemara says from Rishchidish Av until Tishabav, one cannot do construction or do things of happiness. The week of Tishabav itself, which we call Shvua Shechalbay, one cannot take a haircut or wash clothing. And when we say Shvua Shechalbay, that means, for example, if Tishabav is on a Thursday, Shvua Shechalbay would be the Sunday beforehand until that Thursday. The Rush and the Ran discuss the situation where Tishabav occurs on Shabbos itself, which means it's a nitcha. We don't actually fast until Sunday, like this year at Tavshinun Beis. They quote the Talmud Yerushalmi that maintains that in such a case, these restrictions do not apply at all in a year like that. The reason is, since actually Tishabav is observed on Sunday, therefore the previous week is not considered as the week of Tishabav at all. The Smag, however, says that it is the custom to observe the week before as the week of Tishabav. In other words, the week before Tishabav is the Shavu Shachalbay. Except on Thursday and Friday, when due to Kavit Shabbos, these restrictions are, li- are lifted. This discussion, however, is only of relevance to the Svardim, because the Ramah says that the prevailing custom for the Ashkenazim is to observe these restrictions, not doing laundry, not eating fleshig, for example, starting from Rosh Chodesh Av, is what we call the nine days. 
Accordingly, there's no difference between what day of the week the Tisha B'Av occurs. There's no such thing today as Shua Shachalba, because everything we are machmer not to do from Rosh Chodeshav. Of course, we know that the, some other types of Yisurim, like cutting the hair, were not to do during the entire three weeks between Shivasa Batamas and Tisha B'Av. The Gemara says the Avelos of Tisha B'Av is more kal than the Avelos for a parent, since it is Avelos the Rabbim versus Avelos the Yachin, and it is historical versus recent. The Mishnah. It is mutter for one brother to be miyabim several yavamas of different brothers, but it is also to take two wives of the same brother. Dafnem Dalat, the Gemara. In a situation of yibum, Bezdin evaluates the situation, and if they feel the potential marriage is unworkable, for example, he's 15 years old and, and she is 65 years old, then they advise him against doing yibum. They only allow him to marry multiple women if he has the ability to support them, and in general, they advise against this because of Aina. If one woman that falls to him is kosher kahuna and one is pasal kahuna and he's going to make chalitza anyways, he should give chalitza to the one who is pasal kahuna since if he gives chalitza to the one who is kosher, he pasals her from ever marrying a kain. Since we know grusha v'chalutza are asura l'kayin. And Rabbi says, lo adam A person should not pour water from a, from a bore, from a pit, out into the street where it's not drinkable anymore if other people need it. So it's the same thing here. Why should he do chalitza to the woman who is kasha l'kayin and make her pasa l'kayin when he can do the chalitza to the woman who's already asa l'kayin?